We begin in Ukraine, where the Interior Affairs Minister says a missile attack on a village in the northeast of the Kharkiv region has killed at least 51 people, including a six-year-old boy. Well, let me show you some of the first pictures that we have from this, uh, and the details are still coming in and changing all the while. But uh, there are reports that villagers had gathered in a local cafe for a wake for a local residence when the strike actually hit, just after 1 p.m. local time. President Zelensky has called it an act of Russian terror. Well, our correspondent James Waterhouse gave me more of the initial details from Kyiv. By the standards of the almost daily missile strikes that Ukraine experiences, this one looks especially bleak. We have seen footage posted online by official channels appearing to show several bodies covered in dust next to rubble in the small village of Ulejar. Now, this is a village with a population of only a few hundred. It sits in the northeastern Kharkiv region, around 30 kilometers from the front line. It is not uncommon for, for play, settlements in this area to come under regular shelling or missile strikes because of their proximity to the front line. But this looks like an especially deadly targeted strike in what would normally be a civilian area. We're told several people are injured. Among the 49 known to have been killed, they include a six-year-old boy. You can expect the rescue operation to continue for some time. It is a, it is a routine well-rehearsed for emergency teams all around Ukraine. Uh, we have seen Russia target uh, cities in the east countless times before, but he, he, this seems to be the single biggest loss of life from a missile strike we've seen in several months. I think of the, the strike on Dnipro on a residential block in January where more than 50 people were killed. This seems to be looking similar, sadly, and I think the facts will emerge in time. And James, as you were talking, we were looking at the moving pictures. We also have still pictures as we try to, to ascertain, but certainly you can see just whole areas flattened as those rescue workers try to actually go through the rubble and get to people. And the details, certainly on casualties, are emerging and changing all the while. Tell me a little more, though, about this whole area and the intensity of fighting around it. Well, it's, it's the Kharkiv region that large parts of it were occupied in the full-scale invasion of last year. It wouldn't be liberated uh, until the autumn of 2022, but this is a place where there has been heavy fighting. And when, you, when, you, when you're there, when you get towards the front line, you can hear increased shelling and you can, you can see that there are strikes right along the contact line, right across the Russian border further north. These are communities that live with an awful lot uh, and choose to stay there despite the very real daily risks. And President Zelensky, <laughs> we talk about well-rehearsed routines, he's on a diplomatic trip to Spain to reinforces calls for more help, for more ammunition, for better defences, and he's had to react to yet another attack. And in his words, he's described it as Russia using this strike to normalise what he calls its genocidal attacks, to try and normalise those for the rest of the world. Now, from initial assessment of this footage, and you strangely get a sense here, it does look like uh, quite a direct hit with something, you know, this is more than shelling. Um, and you know, you, you wonder, you know, I think Ukrainians live with that background threat of wondering whether 
something like this will happen close to them and, and this seems to be the case once more you know it's incredibly difficult imagery of people looking over dead bodies wondering if it was someone they knew uh, and what always strikes you when you're in the east is how those who have decided to stay thousands have moved back home even to the east despite the threat not going away and I think this is the risk the background risk that many Ukrainians choose to live with. James Waterhouse